Welcome to Calavista Conversations. If you're responsible for delivering software on time and on budget, or at least wish someone were, then this podcast might be for you. Some two-thirds of software projects don't deliver as promised. If you want to be in the successful minority, if you believe that you studied computer science and not computer arts, then join us as we talk about best practices and how people have tuned their development processes for success. And maybe we'll take a look at some total failures and try to understand how they went wrong. And hopefully we can all avoid falling into that basket of the two-thirds majority. So welcome. And now here's your host, Sloan Foster. Hello, everybody. Welcome to first edition of Calavista Conversations. I'm Sloan Foster, CMO at Calavista. And today we have a friend of mine, Gene Teschler, in our studio. Um, who has a young tech company focused on healthcare. We've known each other for quite a while and excited to hear what her new um, adventure is today. So, Jean, welcome, and why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Great. Well, thanks, Sloan. It's good to see you again and be in studio with you. I sure appreciate this time. Uh, my name is Jean Teschler. I'm the CEO of a young tech company called Wellsmith. Um, uh, just for a little bit of a background before we get into what we're doing here, uh, my husband and I are the founding partners of Wellsmith, and he and I have been in business together for as long as we've been married, so a good quarter of a century now. Um, we have worked in a variety of different businesses, always entrepreneurial in how we do things. Um, but we've run many companies, um, in starting with you know, production and, and catalog design. We've gone into creative services. We've done a lot of work in consulting. Um, and over the course of the last 25 years or so, we've worked in a lot of fields, including consumer product goods, technology, and healthcare. So our lifespan kind of is working through the intersection of those and how to actually create great consumer experiences for all of our customers and all of our clients. And over time, we've looked at problems and we've tried to figure out the most creative and the most consumer-centric way to solve them. So that's kind of the impetus for where we sit today. Um, and what's interesting about what we're doing now is it sits, Wellsmith sits at this interesting intersection of consumer behavior, technology, and healthcare in such a way that um, it's bringing new light into how we solve what we see as personally as a problem in this country, and that is the growing amount of unhealthy people there are. If you look around um, the statistics at the CDC saying that within the next 10 years, we're going to hit about a 50% obesity rate in the United States. And we're going to see a lot more chronic conditions like diabetes, like heart failure and heart disease, like COPD, which, you know, is from smoking generally, but also has a lot of, um, a lot of, of um, basis in unhealthy behaviors in addition to smoking. So what we looked at is, um, as you know, personally, my family's full of, of bad health behaviors. There's nothing but heart disease and diabetes in my family, no matter how far I look. And I think all of us probably have a little bit of that. <laughs> that's true. And as we start looking at this, what, what fascinated me from a personal standpoint is having worked in all these different industries in the consumer product side, um, in the technology side and in the healthcare side, we started to see over the last 10 years in particular, all these little interesting bits and pieces of people trying to move the needle in health. And what was missing is a way to bring all those pieces together. So that became a, a standing passion of ours, is to figure out how to solve healthcare problems in new and interesting ways. And that's where we came up with the idea of Wellsmith. 
the intersection of all those different elements and saw the intersection coming together at this point in time where it's needed and not any one company was solving the problem effectively, I'm sure. Correct. Correct. Well, great. So um, where are you, what led you, I assume this is what led you to this idea of scene and what made you decide that now was the time to start a company and time was of the essence. Right. Well, we had prototyped the idea of Wellsmith in our spare time during, you know, in between consulting gigs with our other company. And we started to realize that what was necessary was a brand new, basically a platform for solving this problem that, you know, if you look at the technology side, there are things like Fitbits and, and you know, and different things that help people monitor their activity to be more active. In healthcare, there are programs that you can join, for example, to help manage your diabetes or your weight loss. And on the consumer side, there's nothing but people trying to sell you on good, healthy behavior, um, along with an equal number or greater number of people trying to get you not to eat healthy, et cetera, and all that. And so what we decided was there needed to be a platform way to solve this. And how do we bring all of those pieces together and make it work? And so our mission became a way, and we knew it was possible because the technology is now caught up in such a way to do so. The mission is to help reverse the trend of chronic conditions and bad health in the United States by giving people the right tools in a simple and memorable and actionable way to manage their own health. Um, And that's what we've done with Wellsmith is we've created this platform by which consumers have an easy way to manage their health and healthcare has an easy way to help monitor and intervene as necessary in that care. And that's the Wellsmith platform in a nutshell. Great. And you've already had your first deployment. You've had been in market for a brief period of time, but you actually launched the first part of 2018. So talk to me a little bit about where you are in the de- in the deployment of the platform and what you expect. Sure. So we're rolling out live. We've been in trial for the last year, year and a half, doing some testing with uh, with one of our customers on how this actually behaves in the, in the wild, as we call it, in, in live action. So we start rolling out fully in starting in January. So a couple weeks from now, uh, we start the new year with uh, turning this baby on to a a live audience. And um, what we'll do is we'll probably by the end of 2018, um, have anywhere from tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of users on the platform. And out of the gate within about that year, we should be the largest population risk management platform in the country. It's just, there are few doing things like what we're doing, but no one to the scale and to the breadth of what we are doing. Obviously, time to market was very important and a product that works. So what made you decide to partner with Calavista and trust a, a partner instead of do it internally? Oh, well, that was fairly simple on our part. We had brushed up against Calavista during a couple of our other consulting agreements and consulting gigs um, over the years and had always been looking for an opportunity to work with Calavista and Lawrence and Sandeep. And so when we were when we got the funding, when we got the go-ahead to actually build this product, we knew that we had to do it fast. And although my husband and I are great, brilliant business, et cetera, patting myself on the back for that, <laughs> but um, but we're not engineers. And the last thing we needed to do was try and solve engineering at the same time we were trying to build a product. We had clearly the vision. We are clearly had the prototypes. What we needed to do was get to market fast. And we knew the team at Calavista could get us there. I mean, think about this, Sloan. We went from nothing 
in October of 20, 2015 to a product in beta testing and in a, in a clinical trial by January of 2017. Three and a half months to build. Actually, it was March. So six months, we went from zero to a prototype in market being used. In a hospital. In a hospital system. Compliance yes. issues. Exactly. And so being able to jump through the hoops of not only designing a product, but also designing it to those re- really rigid privacy standards and HIPAA standards for security, um, Cala Vista didn't miss a beat. And anytime we needed to throw something at them that looked kind of odd, they would analyze it. They would they would look at it and go, okay, I think we can do this. And they would. And that was one of the best things about it is we did not have to worry about the engineering while we were trying to figure out the rest of the business. Well, it sounds like that is a good partnership. I was going to ask how that impacted your time to market, but it actually accelerated uh, your testing and revenue opportunities, which I'm sure made your investors happy. Yes. And the investors, again, I mean, a lot of you don't have a whole lot of time to please or displease people. Our goal, of course, was not to displease them. But if we could bring it to market before they had a chance to think twice and go, well, you know, you get rid of a lot of doubt when you can put something in the market and they can see it working. And the amazing part was our theories were right about customer engagement. If we could make it simple enough for people to follow simple plans and manage their own health, they would get better. And it worked. And that was the most amazing thing to us. We knew internally and you know deep in our hearts that that was the problem, that if people are active in their own health and they're spending time on their health every day, that they will get better and they will stay healthy. Um, convincing healthcare that that's the case is a different problem than engineering. So while I had Cala Vista and their teams building and managing this product, I was going out and reassuring the customers that this would work. And so I didn't have to do two jobs. I had one. And that was critical to me because getting them to understand the importance of what we were doing was harder than actually building the product. And once the product got built and you tested it, you've had quite an impact, even though it's only being piloted right now. So do you mind sharing some of those numbers? I know it hasn't scaled where you want it to go and haven't officially launched, but um, you want to share some of the impact you've had? Um, yes. And so during trial, so the, the, the philosophy that we've had from the beginning, and again, this is our deep down in our soul's understanding of how consumers behave, is that people want to be healthy. And if you make it easier for them, they'll do it. And the problem in healthcare is that you only really interact with your healthcare professional, your doctor or your nurse or whatever, 15 minutes at a time, four times a year. But health occurs every single day of your life, and it's the decisions you make that cause you to either have good health or bad health. It's the decision you make for what you're going to have for breakfast. It's the decision you make for what you're going to have for lunch. It's a decision you make whether you're going to get off the couch and 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 walk a little bit or sit down and watch Game of Thrones again, right? And so those are the things that we can activate. And so our theory was if we could get people to move more every day and we could get people to be more interested in what happens to them when they eat poorly and what those results are, that they would make better decisions. And over time, they did. So the first thing we solved and can see in trial and believe will scale is that people will actually do what doctors tell them to do. And when they do, I know what, (laughs) ask the doctors, they'll tell you the patients we tell, I told them, I told Sloan she needs to walk 30 minutes a day and I don't know if she's doing it or not, right? 
Uh, and so we're taking that away from them and saying, we believe consumers are well-equipped to do what we ask them to do. And when they do, amazing things happen. So our trial, this is the long story short, our trial was on people with type 2 diabetes, which is a lifestyle-created disease. Um, and we were able to get people to walk 50% more than they would otherwise because we had them on a digital step tracker and we gave them goals of steps to walk. We were able to get them to weigh themselves once a week and help them manage their weight. We were able to get them to log their food and try and keep their carbon takes, which is important for diabetes, below a, a certain level. And we were able to get them to actually take their medicine on time. When you combine those four elements like we did, we saw that on average, People lost about a pound a week using our platform. They Their medication compliance went up dramatically. Did you know, by the way, that half of the people in the United States who are on medicine take their medication half the time? I'm not surprised. And so medication compliance across the board is no more than 50%. I have Would, a hard time taking my vitamins every right, day. Right, exactly. But in, for, for people with chronic conditions, it's important that you do. Absolutely. It helps you manage it. We got medication compliance up to 75%. Unheard of. In, in that area. And on the uh, A1C, which is a test for diabetes, we were able to drop everybody by a full point to a point and a half. Wow. And so we're moving the needle, not just keeping people where they are, but helping them reverse conditions that can be reversed. Not all conditions can be reversed, but we were able to give people hope for the first time that there's a way to manage this. In fact, one of the best compliments we got was from one of our trial participants who ended the trial saying, I finally realized that diabetes is something I can live with, not something that I will die from. That, to me, was an amazing thought from them. Absolutely. I'm sure that made you uh, get very passionate about waking up every day and going and being CEO of this amazing company. It is, yes. When you save lives, that's a very important thing. So what advice would you have for other founders who have an idea on, and a vision, much like yours, who are putting components together and they want to go to market? What do you think your you know, kind of number one, number two um, idea would be for them or advice, I guess I should say. Right. Well, so I would say that, you know, think about who you are as a founder and what your core competencies are. Clearly, as I stated earlier, I'm not an engineer, never have been. I'm more about operations. I'm more about the business side of things. I'm more about making things work. And so I didn't fancy myself an engineer. And so what you want to do is find the people who complement what you can't do. And that's why, again, Calavista made perfect sense for us. We needed to focus on the business reasons for this. We needed to go after the funding. We needed to understand and keep in contact with our customers, get them conditioned to the idea of this platform, because it's as new to them as it was even to a consumer. Um, and so focus on what you're good at and what you're not good at. Find the right people and spend the time finding the right people to, to fill out your team. So that's the number one thing that I would that I would say. Um, and again, obviously, if you're an engineer, maybe you don't need a Calavista, although I, I even say even then, don't spend your time and your money on things that you don't need to do right now. The second thing is, you know, having Calavista at our side doing that engineering has allowed us to focus on building the culture we wanted. We got a, we were able to prototype and get to market fast and do rapid iterations with them over the last year. And we spent that time working with our investors, working with our customers, building the business plan the way we needed it to, and really just focusing on what kind of a culture did we want to build for us and for our team as we bring them in. Because you trusted it would work and be on time, which Absolutely. was critical to the success, especially in a hospital. Absolutely. The last thing you want to do is 
not have a product deliver on time. And that is the death of any company, right? The end of the day. And, and finally, I think it is really understand who it is you're trying to serve and really spend your effort on making sure that market is right and ready. Um, and like I said, that's half the battle we're fighting. I'm letting Calavista fight the engineering battle and keep that. And our ours is going out to market and making that happen. So speaking of, when you get to market and you said uh, launch is early January, how can people use this platform and, and find out more about your company? Well, right now it's a it's a prescription-only platform. So a doctor actually prescribes it. So you have to be one of our customers or your health system would have to be one of our customers. We don't have any in Central Texas right now. Um, our, our focus right now is on a, an underserved market in the East Coast. So, but you can learn more about us at www.wellsmith.com, and you'll hear more about us as this year goes by, as we add more systems to our roster of customers, and as we continue to build out this platform. And how are the hospital systems going to adopt this, or the health insurance companies? Who actually is going to be adopting it and and prescribe? Obviously, the doctors prescribe it, but what do you expect that scale and rollout to look like? We should have, by the end of 2018, five customers uh, in the health system. And health, again, is one of those behemoth industries that's near the lagging edge of technology and innovation, kind of like education is as well. It's one of the last um, unknown territories. Um, and they're they're grappling for solutions like ours. And so I feel that in the next year, we should get five new customers and then from there, it should cascade. It's going to be an amazing experience to watch as it catches fire. So using a medical term, this is a viral product that once the first one or two customers that we already have adopt it, everybody else will jump on. So I think it's an interesting model because, you know, we talked about the startup, uh, you know, for a founder, you are serving the consumer market, but your customer is not the consumer at the end of the day. So how do you balance those two customers, if you will, technically between the needs of the consumer, which are the people using the platform and your actual customer, which is an insurance company or a healthcare system? Technically, what is that? It's going to be a risk provider. And the way the way healthcare is shaking out right now is that insurance and providers are combining because I'm not sure how, I mean, a lot of people are sophisticated about who the economic buyer of a product is. The economic buyer of healthcare right now is the insurance company, but the user is the consumer. That's the, on the insurance and health provider side, that's all coalescing into one so that the economic buyer is going to actually be the consumer, and the way the Affordable Care Act has been set up and the way insurance is now turning out, people are getting onto these really high deductible plans, and so they're they are taking on a tremendous burden on these out-of-pocket costs. So while it appears now that the buyers are the insurance companies, the real buyers are the consumers because they're shelling out more money, and we're we're losing that line between insurance and provider, those are going to coalesce. So we will have a more balanced view. And both sides of that picture both want the same thing. Both want consumers to be healthier, but they have different reasons for looking at that. From a provider slash insurance point, it's to control costs, right? And from the user side, it's to simplify that journey towards better health. And so our platform, again— And incentivize them to do it. Exactly. It solves both problems. We're going to see a complete change in how 
money is is changing hands right now in healthcare because it's not going to be I fixed you, I get paid for it if you're a doctor. Now it's a value-based system. So all of that payment's going to change anyway. And we've designed our platform for that future state. How does money exchange? How does value exchange between a consumer and this new payer slash provider uh, realm in a new way? And, and it has to be on a platform that has never existed before. And that's what we're building. It doesn't work in the old model, but it works perfectly in the new model. Wow. That's exciting times. Yes, we are thrilled. I again, is, this is a personal passion of ours, um, as 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 business partners and husband and wife. Um, you know, we expect our kids to grow up in an environment where health is promoted in new and interesting ways and better ways for them. So yeah, I I'm just enjoying every minute of what I do every day. Good. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for revolutionizing healthcare in in an interesting way. I'm excited to see what happens. I hope for my sake, I don't have to use the platform, but I certainly appreciate that it's out there and that it is doing the important work of saving people's lives. So I appreciate it. Well, thanks, Sloan. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Calavista Software. We write cost-effective quality code for other people, delivering on time and on budget over 90% of the time. That's all we do, and we've been doing it for over 15 years. If you have software needs, we'd love to talk with you. Be sure to follow us at, at Calavista on Twitter, or check out our website at calavista.com. That's C-A-L-A-Vista.com. Software development without the drama. Thank you for listening.